Hello and welcome to the first episode of Millennial Myths. I'm Samantha Rank, an intern here at the Heritage Foundation. For the next few weeks, I'll be exploring a political myth about socialism, the Electoral College, and the rise of identity politics. Many young Americans tend to think these socialist policies, like single-payer healthcare, will create a more just and equal America, one in which everyone can thrive. But is that really true? In this series, we'll dig into topics like this and cut through the noise, discussing real-life examples and historical facts, and bringing to light the truth that's often swept under the rug by the left. Our first topic is socialism. Socialism is rapidly gaining momentum in America, with people like Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez routinely making the headlines. During a recent interview with CNN's Anderson Cooper, Senator Bernie Sanders said that Americans, quote, will be delighted to pay more in taxes for single-payer health care. Let's take a listen. Is right here in the United States. But the, as you know, the taxes in many of those countries are much higher than they are, in the, the individual personal taxes much higher than they are in the United yeah, States. But I suspect that a lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes if they had health, if they had uh, comprehensive health care as a human right. I recently walked around Washington, D.C. to ask people their views on socialism, whether or not they agreed with Senator Sanders' comment about higher taxes and single-payer health care, and any other relevant takes they might have. Let's take a listen. Do you prefer socialism or capitalism? Capitalism? That's a big question. Uh, I mean, I have to say capitalism. Uh, I like the freedoms to, I don't know, I like business and uh, the freedom to exercise business as you please. And, you know, socialism is just a little too far left for me. I prefer socialism because um, people can be equal. I think capitalism is too aggressive. Capitalism, because it brings the most people out of poverty. That is a loaded question. Gosh, at the moment, just because of the state of things, I guess I lean towards socialism. Senator Bernie Sanders recently said that Americans would be delighted to pay more taxes for comprehensive health care. Do you agree with this statement? Absolutely not. It's really nuanced and difficult. I see what he's getting at, and I agree with the premise of healthcare for all, but I mean, it's a very tough question about how it's going to be paid for. I don't think anybody would be delighted to pay more taxes, or at least I wouldn't. Um, sometimes it's understandable, but I, I suppose it really depends on the tax increases and who's getting taxed more. I agree with that. If it works, I agree with it. If they really put the money into it for the health and care, uh, I think that it's fair enough. I can't speak for all Americans. I would be willing to pay more taxes to, to get uh, Medicare for all. Can you name one country that has succeeded under socialism? Uh, I guess you could look at some of the Nordic countries. Not really. You could argue China, maybe. Complete socialism? I don't think that there are very many, but a lot have socialist health care. Uh, I know, like, Germany and uh, France and England, and they all have more progressive forms of health care. The one that comes to mind for most people is Sweden or any of the Scandinavian countries, but, um, I, I mean, I, I think that's all I can think of. And last question, why do you think socialism is appealing to younger generations? Well, I mean, I think because there's so many people that um, have 
basically crippling debt. I think they feel like if, if the government was doing more, there would be more equality. I think just as people get older, some people do go a little bit farther to the right because they just uh, learned over time and maybe once they started to get bigger paychecks and they started to actually see that, you know, if they're making $100,000 a year, that they're getting taxed at, you know, a certain rate, then it really affects them more than younger people who might be working at Burger King who, um, you know, might not be getting taxed nearly as much. So you certainly see the effect on that for taxes. Because they don't have to work for it. It makes it easier to get things. You know, you're getting paid from the government. All right. Well, that was interesting. But before we discuss these answers further, we'll take a quick break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Daniel DiMartino, who will discuss his experience with socialism and react to what we just heard. Stay tuned. Tired of high taxes, fewer health care choices and bigger government? Become a part of the Heritage Foundation. We're fighting the rising tide of homegrown socialism while developing conservative solutions that make families more free and more prosperous. Find out more at heritage.org. Now in the studio with me is Daniel DiMartino. Daniel and his family fled from Venezuela three years ago, and he now educates Americans about the dangers of socialism. He also has a very unique story to share that many Americans don't, especially liberal politicians pushing this extreme leftist agenda. Daniel, thank you so much for being with me today. Can you briefly tell your family story? Yes, uh, thank you for having me, Sam. Well, so I was born in Venezuela in 1999. That was the year that Hugo Chavez, the former deceased dictator, uh, took power. And he was democratically elected initially. And throughout my whole life, I lived under his regime and then of his successor that he handpicked, Maduro. And as I grew up, I saw how supermarkets got emptied as the government took over the food distribution, how our hospitals became completely lacking of basic medicines, and how I lost electricity once a week and then water for weeks long. It was truly going from an upper-middle-class life that we had when I was a baby to a life in what would be defined as by the United Nations as extreme poverty. What's your brief one-line response about socialism? Well, my, my response is that socialism gives power to exactly the people that are the most corrupt and people distrust the most, politicians, while capitalism gives power to you and allows you to have the freedom that you want. That actually segues perfectly into the next question, which is, in the public's eye, capitalism is increasingly associated with greed, while socialism is linked with equality. What's wrong with that picture? Well, there's greed in all societies. And the difference is that in capitalism, there is competitiveness in, in, in a market where people can compete, where you can actually choose who you are giving your money away to, who you, what, per, what you're purchasing. It creates value. Yes, there's greedy people everywhere, but there's greedy people in Venezuela. There's greedy people in the United States. Is Bernie Sanders not greedy? I mean, he has millions of, of dollars. I mean, he's a millionaire. He's part of the top 1%. So the problem is how do we address this and how, what's the system that would be most prosperous and most beneficial to the poorest in society? And that's definitely the free market, not socialism. Given the history of socialism, why do leading voices on the left continue to embrace it? We heard it firsthand with some of the responses from the man on the street interviews that people favor socialism over capitalism. Why do you think that is? 
I think that some of the politicians, uh, probably most of the politicians who support these kinds of democratic socialist ideas, like Bernie Sanders, AOC, and more, have life stories that were of struggle, that they themselves had to struggle uh, in the United States. So they think that more government intervention and help to the poor will solve those struggles for the rest of, of the population who today goes through them. But the reality is that there's many things that we can change in public policy that are not socialist, that will take barriers so that the poorest Americans can also share in the success of this country. And in socialist countries, it's a completely different picture. In, in socialist countries, the poor are not just struggling, the poor are starving. So what my concern is, is that these personal uh, experiences that some of these politicians have that has pushed them to, to support these policies is just wrongly, it's misdirected, what I would say. How do we inform people and stop myths about socialism from spreading? I think the best way is to be proactive in proposing alternatives. I think it's not just about saying the evils of socialism, which is true, and I think we should continue doing, but we conservatives, libertarians, we need to propose how government can help the poorest in America, how we can persuade them that the free market is the best choice. Today, the United States does not have a completely free market. There's many government interventions that the U.S. government does that make hard, life harder for the poor, license requirements, zoning, welfare traps, many more. How do you react when leading liberals say, oh, well, it's not socialism, it's democratic socialism? What's the difference? Is there any difference? And how can you keep people from falling into the trap of falling in love with democratic socialism? People who support democratic socialism think that because Nordic countries have generous welfare programs, then that means that the United States needs to be a democratically socialist country, which is not the case. These countries are might have some more generous welfare programs, but then they have lower corporate taxes, they don't have minimum wages, they have less regulation. So these countries are not really socialists. And if we want to be like those countries, then that's what Bernie Sanders needs to propose. But the ideas that they are proposing, they are not Denmark's proposals, they're not Norway's solutions. He's not in favor of repealing the minimum wage that I'm aware of, right? So he, what they're really proposing, things like the Green New Deal, like guaranteed jobs, government guaranteed jobs, it's something no other country supports. No other country does because something like that would bankrupt the United States. Everybody would be employed by the government. It would, it would move us drastically towards an idea such as Venezuela's, not towards Denmark. So I think that we need to inform Americans that the agenda that the radical left is proposing in the United States is not Denmark's, it's Venezuela's, unfortunately. Daniel, thanks so much for joining me today and sharing your experience with socialism. And a big thank you to our audience for joining us today. It sure gives you a perspective to hear from someone who's lived through socialism. Hopefully, many of you learned it's not the utopia liberal politicians lead you to believe. Be sure to tune in next week for an episode about abolishing the Electoral College. Have a great week. Millennial Myths is executive produced by Samantha Rank, script edited by Lauren Evans and Daniel Davis, sound design by Samantha Rank. For more information, visit heritage.org.